Hello guys, this is Options, and welcome to another exciting, thrilling episode of Canon History, 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 History. Okay. <laughs> so, I made an error last episode, I believe. I believe I said 8-bit gang, when it should have been the 8-bits, or the 8-bits club. I believe it was what they're actually called. I also made another mistake, which uh, we're going to get into a little bit later in this episode. Anyway, we're going to be talking about Wart. We're going to be talking about basically Wart and his gang today. Which there is surprisingly a good bit of content to go over here. So let's let's break this down into sections because, yeah, this whole thing kind of ginormous. <laughs> kind of ginormous. Like, it, I was in a ginormous rabbit hole doing all this uh like researching this i'm glad i made the decision to make this its own episode i'm probably gonna have to break this down to two maybe even three parts i'm not thinking three parts two should be enough but man yeah this was it, it was a lot it was a lot surrounding super mario bros 2 slash super mario bros uh usa a lot more than i thought anyway so like i said on the previous episode of canon history uh super mario bros 2 or super mario bros usa uh it was based on another game called Yumi Kujo Doki Doki Panic. Literally, it's kind of like a re like the Super Mario version is basically like a reskin of that game. The story in both games are are a bit similar, but but they're pretty different. This is the story in the original game. Check this out. The game takes place inside a book. The book story tells of the land of Mu, where the quality of dreams determine the quality of the weather the next day. Because of this, the Mu citizens invented a dream machine so they could always have good dreams. One day, an evil toad named Mamu, whose name was changed to Wart in Super Mario Bros. 2, a little side note there, invented the land and uh, invaded, I'm sorry, not invented, he invaded the land and twisted the dream machine into a nightmare machine. However, the Moo people learned of his uh, weakness to vegetables and used them to defeat him. The book had found its way into an Arabian family. Their pet monkey, uh, Rusa, gives the book to twins Pokey and Peaky. However, the twins quarrel and end up ripping out the last page of the book, causing its ending to be erased. Mamu freed with, uh, you know, with Mamu freed, he, uh, he reaches through the pages and grabs the twins, pulling them into the book. Rusa gets the twins' parents, Mama and Papa, their brother uh, Imogen, I believe is how you say it, and Imogen's girlfriend, Lena, and they enter the book to rescue them. That's the story of the original game. Now, the reskins that I'm, I'm going to be talking about takes place like this. So Mario, he takes the place of Imogen, the brother of the Mama, the, the brother of the Mama and Papa, Papa characters, the brother of the the two siblings peach she takes the place takes uh the place of imogen's girl imogen's girlfriend lena i suppose this fits so mario hit the whole power of imogen was that he was well balanced peach's character had the ability to hover and this is crazy enough this is where her hover ability came and this actually will stick to peach for years to come this has been her staple in Super Smash Brothers for a very long time. Uh, her ability to kind of like float in the air, and I think it's also in Super Mario, in a lot of the Super Mario, uh, some of the new Super Mario Bros. games too, where her ability to float in the air is is a is a common thing that she's able to do. Toad he replaced Papa, 
And this explains why Toad is so freaking buff in this game. And this is the only game that he's so buff in. He barely has any of these stats again. Except from, I think, maybe some new Super Mario Bros. games. But basically, he was super fast and he was able to pick stuff up really easily. He just and he sucked at uh sucked at jumping. That was his ability. The last one is Luigi. And of course, Luigi takes the place of Mama. It feels so bad for Luigi sometimes. Like he gets the <laughs> he takes the place of Mom. <laughs> but yeah, she had great ups. Mom had the the best ups in the game. She was able to jump the highest, which Luigi also had in Super Mario Bros. The Lost Level. So Nintendo decided this would be a good fit for him. Obviously, move him to that character. This also become a, I think this kind of solidified the extra height being his staple. So like I said previously, some of the enemies in this game, they become staples of the Mario franchise. And other stuff becomes staples too, like the power block. Uh, it also tends to pop up from time to time in Mario games. But yeah, Shy Guys, which are basically Shy Guys. <laughs> they look exactly the same. Uh, Sniffits. Which are basically society guys that shoot bullets, uh, ninjas, bob bombs, pokies, and yes, pokies make their first appearance in this game, which is crazy. I don't know why that thrilled me so much when I found this out, but yes, pokies, this is their first appearance, and all these guys are gonna make appearances across multiple games in the future, uh, and this is why I consider the events that happen in this game to be legit and true. The endings of both games, uh, Doki Doki Panic and Super Mario Bros. are very similar. Uh, at the end, you go into a room. I didn't mention this in the last episode, but at the end, if you go into a room and you remove a cork from a vase and you free all the citizens of Subcon in the land of Moo or Subcon, whichever one you want to call it, depending on which game you, you, you play, uh, and all the citizens are freed. In the Doki Doki Panic game, of course, everyone goes gets out of the book. In Mario's game, he just wakes up in Super Mario Bros. 2. If, I don't think I answered this in any of the episodes. Actually, I, I think I did, but I was very vague. The reason they, they had this game come into the States instead of the Lost Levels is because they literally thought the game, the Mario Lost Levels, Super Mario Lost Levels was too hard for American audiences. So they said, okay, we're just going to give you guys an entirely different game. <laughs> But they probably didn't want to spend that much development power on it. So they're like, eh, just reskin this one. Let's send it over there. <laughs> so now we're a little over a decade later. And we actually see another release of Super Mario Bros. 2. And that is Super Mario, Super Mario Advance. I'm sorry, Super Mario Advance for the Game Boy Advance. It was incredibly popular. I had it and I, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this probably had it. It was actually one of the top-selling Game Boy Advance games. Uh, it, for good reason. It was very good. I had a lot of fun playing it. I never had the original uh, growing up, so experiencing it on the Game Boy Advance was great. The story is the, pretty much the same, but it's slightly different. I'm going to read it to you uh, so you can kind of compare. But basically how it goes in the Super Mario Advance one is, One night, Mario had a mysterious dream. He dreamed he was climbing a long stairway that led up and up to a closed door when he reached the door when he reached the top and opened the door he found himself gazing out at a world he had never seen stretching out to the horizon then he heard a voice say this is subcon the land of dream land of dreams <laughs> typo there the evil toad wart has used his magic to lay a curse upon the land 
please defeat Ward and free us from his spell. Oh, and remember that Ward hates vegetables. Hurry, we need your help. And then a bolt of lightning suddenly split the sky and Mario woke up to find himself on the floor. He had fallen out of bed. A few days later, Mario and his friends hiked to some nearby mountains for a picnic. Upon reaching their picnic spot, they looked around and found a small cave. When they entered the cave, they were amazed to discover the land Mario had never had seen in his dream stretching out before them. So there's a few changes here and there. It's a little shorter. It's more condensed. It mentions Ward using his magic to lay a curse upon a land instead of a spell. But a lot, but a lot of it plays the, the same beat. Like the story hasn't really changed. So there we have it. That's the full story of both games and the remake. So now we finally, finally reach the end of, of Super Mario Bros. 2. Except, no, we haven't. <laughs> this is where I thought it ended. This is, but then I start seeing it, we, uh, I see myself getting into a rabbit hole. But it gets a lot deeper than this. It gets a lot deeper than just these two games. I didn't realize how deep it really got to. I started digging. But if you actually dig a little deeper, you'll see that there was actually a sequel to Super Mario Bros. 2. It was called BS Super Mario USA. I know, it, it sounded like BS. <laughs> not to do a pun there, but it sounded like BS. But I looked at yeah, this actually was a thing that happened. It's not really a sequel. It's basically the same game. It's more the same with maybe a few extras. This one actually used an add-on on the SNES called the Satellaview. I gotta give a big shout out to the YouTube channel Corn Shack because that actually helped me understand what this was. Because <laughs> I was very confused. Reading up on it, I was very confused. But basically, you could only play the game. It's defunct now, but when this was released, you could only, this was in Japan only, by the way. You could only play the game during an allotted time. Because basically what will happen is you would get to hear the story of the game in like an audio drama format. The Satellaview is basically kind of connected to the internet, or I guess satellite, because you're able to like listen to these broadcasts. Very odd, but this is kind of history, right? I'm not going to go into full detail about the Satellaview and all that stuff, because we're looking at... The only reason I'm mentioning this game is because of the canon. So what's the canon of this game? Well, the plot line is very simple. Mario and the gang, they think what happened was a dream. But we start to see that it really wasn't. So this was a story of Super, BS Super Mario Bros. 2. After the events of Super Mario Bros. 2, Mario and friends believe Subcon is all a dream and move on. However, Warp returns and overthrows the king of Subcon in the hero's absence. Mario and his friends must once again face the forces of Warp, including the Birdo Trio, Mouser, Tri, uh, Triclide, I believe his name is, Fry Guy, and Claw Grip. Notice where it says Birdo Trio. This knows where it says that. <laughs> Keep that in your back of your mind. But yes, this game is definitely canon. Like having two games set in that same time frame makes it undoubtedly canon. Like you can't deny it. There's also a bit of subplot that involves like these golden statues of Mario that you collect throughout the game. Uh, these were created by the king of Subcon in honor of Mario saving Subcon in the first game. And in this game, they're in BS Super Mario Bros. 2, 
they basically come up as like collectibles and it gives Mario a one up when or, or anyone who's playing at any character you're playing at time it gives you a one up when you pick it up. So now we start to get to the eight bit club. And I suppose why not? We're gonna start with Ward. The story pretty much summarizes who Ward is and what he does, but he's basically pretty similar to Bowser, right? He's a powerful creature with the ability to put a curse on an entire kingdom of people and imprison him. He uses the dream machine to make a large host of new of numerous creatures who are all part of his gang and who the heroes have to defeat in both games. Now, I don't know how all these creatures end up crossing into the Mushroom Kingdom. Perhaps the other dream machine shenanigans behind the scene. I'm not sure. But basically, the dream machine is is a device in in Subcon or, or Mood, Land of Dreams. Of course, in like uh, unlike doki doki panic wart he doesn't come from a book but he seems to be from the land of dreams subcon like he seems to like him as a creature he seems to originate from from subcon when doki doki panic he was simply this character who was in a book but here he actually is a physical creature from subcon now, the Dream Machine, I don't think the Dream Machine, honestly, was, they go into much detail about it in Super Mario Bros. 2, but I think it generally does the same thing as in Super Mario, as in, I'm sorry, as in Doki Doki Panic, where it's used to, you know, help everyone have good dreams, things like that. So now, we're going to go over the enemies of the games, and just, in the in these two games, and just rapid uh, succession here, uh, we're just going to go over them one by one, so... Let's do it. So first up is Shy Guy. You're probably very familiar with him. He's the guy with the little, you know, little white mask. He almost looks like a kind of like a dwarf, but with no beard or anything. Like one of those uh, garden gnomes, almost, <laughs> sort of. Uh, in the in the guy in the manual, in the instruction manual, back when games had those, uh, the Shy Guy, the red one, it says that uh, he's a member of the Eight Bits, a club from Evil Dreams. That's what Wart created. He wears a mask because he's shy. So we see that's why Shy Guy wears a mask. He's very shy. It's in his name. Pink Shy Guys, they move back and forth on heels. Carefully avoid them. So they, I assume they have the same story as Shy Guy. Uh, Tweeter is a small, is a, is, a, is a bird with a mask. He hops. And yeah, that's basically his whole thing. Uh, Sniff It. He's also a member of the 8-Bits Club. He wears a mask and spits the bullets of evil dreams from his mouth so that's what his bullets are made of uh, from evil dreams <laughs> if you didn't know well now you know that's what snippet spits out so snippet if you don't know his name he's basically shy guy but he has a, like a gun on his face like he spits through like little cannonballs out of his mouth snippet gray just uh he jumps before spitting bullets so like there's no difference uh, also with the pink one they just move differently but i think all the snippets have that same background so leaving off Sniffits, we go into the Ninjis, which if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to double check this really quick. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Ninji plays a part in some of the newer Super Mario games. Oh yeah, dude, he, he, Ninji's in everything. <laughs> he's in Super Mario Run, he's in Super Mario Maker 2, he, he, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I know, I, I feel like I've seen him in basically most new Mario games. And yeah, he, he basically is. He, he's an OG. He's an OG. So... Ninji, he he his backstory is he is a little devil who appears in the dreams of oh of 
of Nintendo players, an original NES players. He moves fast and will persistently chase you. He's a devil who appears in the dreams of players who play the game. That's crazy. Uh, Bezo, he's a shy guy with wings. That's Bezo. I mean, there's nothing like he's just a shy guy with wings. That'll explain why he has wings, but yeah, even the guy says looks like a shy guy with wings. <laughs> we got a hoopster. He is a creature about the size of a basketball, and he resembles a ladybug. He lives on top of vines and crawls up and down, so that's his story. Fanto is someone who who's interesting, but he is the little the mask with the half red face or half white face who kind of waits, and then when you run past him, he pursues you. He does, he's not given much of a backstory outside of basically him just waiting by keys. Um, it doesn't seem like he's giving much of a backstory. Man, I don't know why Fantos had me so shook. I was like, man, I, I, I think I did research. I don't think he had a backstory, but let me just be safe. <laughs> no, he, he does not really have a backstory. He just guards the keys. So I don't know where he came from or what created him. But yeah, he doesn't seem to really have much of a backstory. Uh, Trouter is a fish which lives in the water, in the world of dreams, sorry. It's a fish that lives in the world of dreams. You'll find in the waterfall falls and uh, rivers. He tries to get in Mario's way. I think that's the fish that jumps up and down. We're trying to cross bridges and bridges and stuff like that in the game. We got uh, Porcupo. <laughs> it's a porcupine made of spikes. What more do you want? And we got another one, Bobom. And it says he has a terrible temper. When he gets angry, he explodes. Everyone knows Bobom's. And crazily enough, this is the game they originated in. Bob-Omb's originated in Super Mario Bros. 2, but Super Mario Bros. 2 broke a lot of ground. Like, it, like there's a lot of enemies in this game that, was, that wasn't that was established in the Mario canon until this game. So this game is actually very important. Albatross, he's a bird that drops Bob-Omb's on you. Nothing really crazy. Uh, Pidget is one that we don't see very often. That's the penguin that was on the riding across the uh, kind of the magic carpet. Uh, we don't really, I don't think we really see him all that much. He might be in Super Mario Maker 2. I'm not 100% sure, but the, yeah, you don't see him too much anymore. Uh, Cobrat, he usually is asleep in a jar. That's a snake that was in a jar that, that pops up. Apparently, he follows. He's a, it moves on Wart's commands, often appearing in the dreams of Toad. Man. Often appearing in the dreams of Toad. This is from directly from the manual, so I wonder if it's like the... Maybe it is like Toad, like actual Toad. Like maybe he has dreams about these cobrats, these snakes. Mm, that one caught me a little off guard. Like I, I kind of glanced over some of these, but I figured I would kind of read them live. Panzer, which is basically like a little plant. The only plant life wart created for the world of dreams. It sprouts fire. Mm. Ashro, he serves as a means of transportation in the world of dreams. So basically it's a, just a kind of a giant artrich. Oh my god, I cannot say this word. Ostrich. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> Shy guys, they often ride them. These are another, another thing you won't see very often. Now the next one you're going to see a lot. And that's Pokey. Pokey is a walking cactus. You've seen it. Like it's the walking tech cactus with a smiley face that fudges you up if you touch it. <laughs> and it will fudge you up if you can't jump over it. Uh, it's covered with thorns. thorns. Thorns will hurt you if you touch them. Duh. We got the Autobomb Shy Guy. So this Shy Guy's favorite ride is a uh, is basically a cannon that Shy Guy rides on top of. I think uh, they do a reference to this in the Paper Mario. Yeah, Paper Mario, one of the Paper Mario games. Uh, it's considered 
the auto bomb is considered a bad dream machine. I guess it fires dreams, bad dreams, just like the the other thing. Uh, what was it called? Uh, the sniffits. The sniffits. The sniffits. They uh they fire bad dreams out of their mouth as well. So next we're getting to the flurries. They're snow monsters. He'll chase you on ice skates. He basically it's a little blob of a snow monster. You don't really see him come up again. Spark. Uh, he shines and moves in a circular motion around the walls and floors and the underground. He moves fast or slow. I think they're called something else in some of the later games. Uh, I do I do believe sparks do come up every now and then. Like you'll see a spark go back and forth in, in, in some of these games. Uh, they may not be called sparks, but uh, I, I do remember. I, I think you see, you see something similar. So I think at least there was inspiration for this in later games. Now, next we come up to Birdo, and this is where this is the one of the original translations because it says he, Birdo's spoke to as a he, he thinks he is a girl and he spits eggs from his mouth. He'd rather be called Birdetta. <laughs> That's confirmation that Birdo uh, is, a, is, a, is a guy, maybe. So we're going to get into that. Mauser. Mauser is a bomber of bad dreams and that destroys good dreams it is proud and it, and it doesn't believe that it is just a mouse so it's basically a mouse with some glasses i don't, I don't think you see mouser come back up but i think there are other characters that's inspired by mouser that comes up um that comes up i believe there's like a mouse character in paper mario but it, it's not mouse i think it's another kind of kind of mouse but i i, I do you see mouses basically fry guy is basically like a, a fire a little fireball Ward gives life to the this entity, which is created from fire. He spits fireballs when he is mad. There you go. Triclide. The last couple that I've described here, also I forgot to mention this, the last couple have been bosses. So Birdo, Mouser, Fry Guy, and Triclad, uh, Clyde, I think that's how you say his name, are all bosses in the game. The Triclad, he was once an outsider, but now he is one of Ward's helpers. Since he impressed Ward, with his cunning brain and offensive capabilities, which are three times normal strength because, haha, three heads. And then we have Claw Grip. He grows suddenly and he is surprisingly skilled at throwing rocks. And now, just to read off the explanation of Wart, he is the most mischievous of all. And in the world of dreams, he created monsters by playing with a dream machine, which we already knew. Now, I remember way earlier in the episode, I said, I said, remember the birdo trio and the reason i said that was because of one thing the birdo that we see here that describes themselves as a he birdo for those who didn't know is actually a species yes birdo is its own species <laughs> so i think birdo could be multiple genders i think maybe the one in super mario usa was a guy who wanted to be a girl but there's also birdos that are not him or maybe birdos or i think there's some animals that can switch genders at will because all birdos tend to look the same with the the mouth and the the bow i don't know if all if the dream machine made all of them the same i know they're different colors what we're gonna do because this episode just this episode was a lot longer than i thought it would be we're nearing 30 minutes right now that's this is crazy off of one game 
This is probably the most I'm gonna spend on any game in the Super Mario series. Like this is ridiculous. Birdo, I'm gonna actually split into another episode. So we're gonna do two parts to this one. But yes, Birdo is a whole species. So I'm gonna actually do a deep dive into Birdo and who he slash she is in the next episode. Um, that's gonna say, I'm gonna say that for the next episode. Uh, I'm gonna be seeing you guys very soon. Thank you for all your patience with me. I know a lot of things is going on. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, you take care. And you have a great day. Bye-bye.